know if you saw the loop yesterday, but I tried to dress exactly as Austin described me, which is exactly how I dress every day anyway, but you know, I tried to, did, I did my best. Well, it's that time of the year where, you know, we could probably use uh, a little bit of, you know, kind of lightness and humor, and so uh, I thought I'd start out with some bad freshman metaphors, okay? These are, these are not particularly from, uh, from Kingswood, but, uh, but they, are, they are actually from freshman papers, and so... Uh, so this is the first one. When she tried to sing, it sounded like a walrus giving birth to farm equipment. Okay? <laughs> I think guys wrote most of these. She was like a magnet, attractive from the back but repulsive from the front. That's what... <laughs> The ballerina rose gracefully on point and extended one slender leg behind her like a dog at a fire hydrant. (laughs) She grew on him like she was a colony of E. coli and he was room temperature Canadian bacon. She had him like a toenail stuck in a shag carpet. You never have that, that, that happen to you? I don't know who has shag carpet anymore, but maybe somebody. The lamp just sat there like an inanimate object. <laughs> Her face was a perfect oval, like a circle that had two sides gently compressed by a thigh master. <laughs> I'm positive guys wrote this now. I'm not. Her eyes were like stars, not because they twinkle, but because they were so far (laughs) apart. (laughs) His career was blowing up like a man with a broken metal detector walking through an active minefield. That's that's blowing up right there. (laughs) The sun was below the watery horizon like a diabetic grandma easing into a warm salt bath. Don't try to picture that, okay? Don't try to picture that one one at all. She had a deep, throaty, genuine laugh, like the sound a dog makes before it throws up. (laughs) Wow. Their love burned with the fire intensity of a urinary tract infection. Hey, that's true love right there. That's love you feel, okay? Someone's been slain in the spirit down here in, down here in Charismatic Corner, right here. <laughs> if it were any colder, it would be like being in a place that is a little colder than it is here. Yeah. That's quality writing right there. And then finally, he felt confused, as confused as a homeless man on house arrest. It's like, <laughs> little, little, little strange. Uh, actually, I wanted to start light and kind of make you laugh because, because the message today is, is actually going to be, it's going to be pretty heavy. And, uh, and you, you know, you're, you're probably going to hate me by that by the end of this message. It's it's going to be one of those kind of messages. Like on my iPhone, um, if I if I go and I um, I'm looking at like the ringtones, um, 
like there's harp, right? But this message is gonna be more like, it's gonna be more like this. Okay, it's, it's like an alarm, okay? It's gonna be like an alarm, an alarm kind of message. And, because uh, I wanna talk about our, our, our kind of our theme. Uh, and I think an alarm is, an alarm is effective in proportion to how much you don't wanna hear it, right? Uh, if you really don't want to hear it, it's going to get you up. And, uh, and, and truth is kind of like that sometimes. There's some truths that are, that are harder. And, and, uh, but those are probably the, the truths that we need to hear sometimes, even if we don't want to hear them. So we live in a culture, even church culture, where it's you know, like, everything's great. We got smoke and lights and big buildings, and we're just like, everything's better than it ever has been before, and we get a lot of those, you know, you are awesome. You are awesome just for being awesome, just for being you. You know, like all of those kinds of messages, and, and so, uh, but our theme this, this uh, month is, is about the flesh, and, uh, uh, and so that's what I want to talk about, and so um, I, want you to, uh, I want you to just stand up for a minute. There's three words we're going to say before we start, Okay. Uh, the first one is awakening. Say it with me. Awakening. Say it one more time. Awakening. One more time. Awakening. Okay, so we all, when the truth hits us, it awakens us. We, need, we all need an awakening. The second word is honesty. Let's say honesty. 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 Louder. Honesty. Okay, on, yeah, we, and when we're, we're confronted with the truth, we need to honestly respond to it because that's, that's how change begins. And, and so we need awakening and we need honesty. And then the third thing is action. Say action. action. Say it like you mean it. Action. One more time. Action. Okay, have a seat. So, so the flesh. This is what the Bible says about the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are adultery, fornication, which is basically hooking up, messing around, uncleanness, translation, being a slob, Lavaciousness, idolatry, putting other things in place of God, witchcraft, which has to do with control, hatred or like bad feelings towards others, variance, which means, you know, kind of always being in conflict, being at odds with other people, uh, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, which means kind of like sabotaging authority uh, sometimes. Heresies, like crazy, your own crazy ideas about God. Um, envyings, you know, God, I wish I was a Gorvet or a Guptal. You know, those kind of things. Um, murder, drunkenness, revelings, partying. They that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And they, and they that are in Christ have, been crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, and, uh, and and one of the fruits of the spirit is is uh, and that kind of is sandwiched in here. I didn't list it just for the sake of time, but one of the fruits of the spirit is self control, which means the devil can tempt us, but the devil can't really make us can't really make us do anything. And uh, a lot of times, when people when we say I'm really struggling, what we really mean is I'm giving in. It means I'm not really fighting hard enough. I'm not really struggling at all. When we say, I'm really struggling with this, what it really means, translated, is like I'm really, I'm really just kind of given, given into this. The Bible goes on to say, um, just a few more verses. It says, 
For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. And then Jesus says in Luke 9, 23 and 24, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny his flesh, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses it will save it. And so, and so Jesus, Jesus, came, Jesus says things that make no common sense to us. It's like you wanna, you, you wanna, you wanna get a lot of things, give it all away. You know, you, wanna, you really want to live, you really want to be alive, you know, uh, then die. You know, he says things like that, and it's really, uh, it, it confounds our minds, right? And, uh, and the Bible is suggesting that there's some things, there's some things that we have to die to. In Romans seven eighteen, it says, for I know nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what's right, but I cannot carry it out. In Romans 6, 11, it says, so consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and so as I was kind of wrestling with the theme, this is gonna be a little rough. I've never preached this before. I may never preach it again. I don't know. But just uh, I was kind of, as I was kind of wrestling with the, the theme uh, for this month, which is uh, like life in the flesh, kind of living in the flesh, is, you know, I, I came, I was, the reason I was wrestling with it so much is I realized like there is, there is no life. There really is no life in the flesh. The Bible says that in our flesh, in our sin, what our, the Bible calls a sinful nature, there's only death. It can't be renovated. It can't get a makeover. can't be tweaked. can't be Oprahized or Rob Belled, you know. It can't, it can't be any of those things. The Bible says that our flesh has to be crucified or it has to be killed. And that is not a real happy message, is it? You know, so the good news, here, here's, here's part of the good news, okay? The good news is that God loves you very much. God loves you a whole lot. The bad news is there's parts of you that God wants to kill. There's parts of you that God really wants crucified and that he wants to, that he, that he wants to kill because there, there is no good thing in, in the flesh. And um, never before in history, I think, as I, as I, as I just kind of look around, never before in history have so many Christians been so comfortable with sin. We kind of have this attitude like, God understands, you know, it's, it's just the way we are, you know, we're all human. Uh, and actually, Jesus was 100% human. He was fully human and fully divine, and he never sinned. There's nothing intrinsically human about sin. Actually, sin, if you look at it biblically, sin is, sin is, is demonic. And uh, sin always, it always takes us way further than we want to go. And um, it always costs us way more than we think it's going to cost us at the beginning. And it always keeps us at the party a lot longer than we want to stay. And, and whether it's, it's like pornography or pride or gluttony, you know, or, or swearing or cursing or alcohol or doubt 
or fear. You know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we could, that we could name. But no matter what the specific sin is, um, any, any door that we leave open, any kind of door to sin, the Bible says sin is crouching at our door. And any, any door that we leave open, anything we don't kill can, can come back to, uh, to haunt us later with, with grave, grave consequences. There are, uh, I know people who have sat like right where you're sitting and heard all the messages that you guys have heard. And, uh, and, and it looked like when they were graduating from here that they were gonna go out and do like amazing things for God. We've, we've had lots of people who have done amazing things for God, but you know, there's a lot of people I can think of who just sat, like sat right in these seats and, uh, and their lives are totally messed up now. It's totally, you would never, you would never, some of, them, some of them are atheists. Some of them are posting things on Facebook, attacking the Bible and attacking God, you know, that with a degree in theology and attacking everything that they used to believe. How does that happen? It's because they left a little door open, a little bit of the flesh still alive. Just, just a little foothold there for Satan to get in. And, and they thought, that's no big deal. You know, I'm, we're all human, it's, it's no big deal. And, and uh, you know, it, it's come back to haunt them with, with much more serious and grave consequences. And uh, the Bible calls us to take up our cross and crucify the flesh. And uh, we've... You know, the cross has lost its meaning for us. It's become, uh, it's become uh, a kind of a, a, a silver thing we wear around our neck. It's, be, it's, it's lost. Uh, the cross you know, means, it means death. It means death. And uh, so if you think, think about it, like if we just say, you know, just pick any song that has the word cross in it and think about if we, if we substituted like a modern way of dying, it would give us more of the, like what it meant to the first Christians, you know. Lead me to the lethal injection where your love, what? You know? Um, church attendance might go down if we start singing those kind of songs, right? How about like, there's room in the gas chamber for you. There's room in the gas chamber for you. Though many have come, there's still room for one. There's room in the gas chamber for you. <laughs> at the electric chair, at the electric chair, where I first saw the light. <laughs> it kind of changes how we think about it, doesn't it? It changes the, the meaning of things. You know, on a hill far away stood an old rugged firing squad. <laughs> it's like, wow, the cross when it says to take up our cross, it's talking about us crucifying the flesh and, and dying to something. And uh, funerals come before resurrections. I think, that, I think that most of us want the resurrection part, but we don't want to go to the funeral first. And uh, before something is brought back to life, before there's resurrection stories, there, there, has to be, there has to be funerals. 
Um, you, you probably, I may have even used this in chapel last year, but Ivan the Terrible, the baptism is really about, it's about death as well. And uh, Ivan the Terrible, he was, uh, he was getting married to a Greek princess named Sophia, and she was a Christian. So she's like, you have to convert to become a Christian if I'm going to marry you. And, and so he agreed to be baptized, but when he went down to the river with the priest, he was like, he was really terrible. He loved to kill people. That was his thing. That was like what he was good at. And so, so he, when he got baptized, baptism means like I'm going under the water and I'm dying to my flesh. And when I come up, uh, I'm living like this whole new spirit-led life. And when Ivan went down under the water, he held his fighting arm up. He held his sword up. And what he was saying was like, 75% of me dead, God, but from here up, like that's still mine. I still want to do that thing. And uh, God calls us, especially if we're going into ministry, God calls us to, he calls us to die to the flesh. And so, so we're going to have a little funeral today, okay? I hope this doesn't weird you out too much. But uh, Betty, could you pop on the organ and play something really like dirge-like, like really lower key, kind of make us a minor key, make us all like really, really depressed. And uh, could you guys help me? Come and get, uh, get something out here. Let's just put it out here in the center aisle here. Swing it around this way. Don't damage it. I don't want to buy this. Okay. Good. Good. Right there. Right there. Awesome. So I think. You have no idea how easy it is when you call the funeral parlor and say, I've got a weird question for you. Could I borrow a casket? I was like, sure. Yeah, so. Great. Uh, how do I pick it up? He says, a hearse. It's like, I don't have one of those. And he's like, well, we'll drop it off. You know, so. uh, I wanted to do this just not to grandstand, but I wanted to do this just so that you would remember if you remember nothing else, it's like, remember that weird little dude that brought the casket to chapel? You know, what was that? It was about, I think it was about dying to self or something. But, um, and I was kind of going last minute, so I actually took this off the wall in the bathroom back there, okay, this, this mirror, <laughs> like right before chapel. <laughs> but I want us to get the idea that, that there needs to be a funeral today, that there's that there's some things that, that we have to die to. There's some things in the flesh that we've just been, you know, we've been hanging on, playing around with. And if we really, really want God's power in our lives, we need to die to those things. Because it's only as much as we die as the Holy Spirit. A lot of us want the Holy Spirit to kind of come and coexist with our flesh. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us, but it, he can only fill us as much as we are emptied and, and died dead to the, to the flesh. And so there's some, 
there, there's some things that, that just kind of need to go in here today, that just need to kind of go in the casket. And the Bible says that we can, should consider ourselves dead to sin, dead to the things of the flesh, and, and uh, you know, just kind of put them, put them to rest. And the reason we have to die is, is also part of our, our theme this month, which is incarnation. It says in Colossians 1.27 that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. Good news, Gentiles, it's for you, okay? And it, and it says, and this is the secret. Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.29 says, for this I toil, struggling not with all my energy in the flesh, but with all his energy that so powerfully works in me. So I have a confession to make. My flesh, my flesh is a fat kid who loves sugar and never wants to get out of bed. Most people think I'm a pretty high energy person. Uh, and I've lived a pretty interesting life and I've, I've done a lot of things. Um, but really, my flesh is just a fat kid who grew up in St. John, New Brunswick and kind of never wanted to do anything. That's who I am in my flesh. So anything different than that that you see comes because I died to that and I've invited the Holy Spirit to kind of fill up that hole. And uh, so, so any good thing that you see in me, it's, it's, it's me is not me, it's Jesus. It's Jesus living in me and, and through me. And uh, Jesus, he wants to incarnate his life through us. He wants to live his, it's not us just kind of serving him with the best of our ability in our flesh. It says struggling with all his energy. He wants to incarnate his life through us and live and minister through us. And it's only to the extent that we are dead to our own self and our own flesh that Jesus can live out his life through us. And so I think for some of us there's gotta be there's gotta be a funeral today. There's gotta be some dying. It's awkward. It's awkward to have a big coffin sitting in the middle of the room. It makes us all feel a little uncomfortable. It's like the elephant in the room, right? It's like we try to avoid that. But really there's some things that that, that we need to die to and that need to go in here today, uh, whether it's, it's, it's a secret sin or, or a relationship that you know is wrong, you know, whatever it is, God, the Holy Spirit can put his finger on it for you. But if we really want, like we sang in that song, the Holy Spirit to just, to just kind of take us over and move through us and reach out to the world, uh, man, we need to die to the flesh and it's to the extent that we die that we will see resurrection life kind of pour out through us. So let's stand together. And I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. And, and I just want you to, to 
to ask God the question, God, is there anything in me today? Is there anything in my flesh that, that um, I just need to die to today? Is there anything that I just need to take it to the cross and crucify it? Put it in the casket and say, I am done with you. You are dead to me because I wanna be fully alive in Christ. If there's something like that in your life and God's been speaking to you uh, about it, I wanna give you a chance this morning just to lay it down and to kill it and to let God take over that area we're just gonna quietly open the altars and if there's something that you need to pray about today, if there's something that you need to, to die to, I'm gonna invite you just right now in the quiet just to step out and to kind of walk past the casket and to, to find a place of prayer at the altar and just kind of say, God, I, I, I wanna give this to you. I wanna die to this thing because I want... I want I want to be fully alive in you. If you're here and you know what it means to, to crucify some things and to die to some things and you know how hard that is, but also how freeing that is, I wanna invite you, if you see some friends or staff members, let's, let's make sure everybody has support. Let's make sure everybody has somebody praying with them today. And uh, let's just really lay those things down. Let's put them in the casket and let's bury them and let's let God be fully alive in us.